Bicycling has a few internal holy wars, helmet versus no helmet, flats versus clipless, but none are as divisive as how to pronounce this word. Few words have caused me more anguish, more angry comments. And here's the thing, I don't really care how people pronounce it, but people are just so passionate and determined that it's pronounced a particular way. And it got to the point where I finally wanted to get to the bottom of this. And for me, it's not about being right or wrong, but it's about knowing what the actual truth is. And for this, I needed an expert. I sent out dozens of emails to linguists, to uh, language professors at various universities. I looked up to see if I could find a professional etymologist, and it took weeks and weeks and weeks before I finally got this reply. None other than the people at Merriam-Webster, the dictionary, uh, were, were willing to take up my case. And that is how I got to meet this man. Sure, I'm Peter Sokolowski. I'm editor-at-large at, at Merriam-Webster. I used to race bicycles and I toured a certain amount. Um, so th this is a word that I, I was very aware of. It's just a coincidence, but I'm the French language editor. I wrote the French dictionary. So th these, are, these, these are concerns that actually kind of intersect. I felt like I just won the lottery not only was he an editor at a well-respected dictionary, but he uh, was bilingual, he spoke French, and he was also a cyclist. But before we get into the history and the correct pronunciation of the word, I decided to see how the bike industry pronounces it. How do you pronounce this word? Well, I'm an American, so I'm going to say pannier. Pannier. Some would say pannier. Others might say pannier. Choose your, uh, choose your poison. So he's not committing. <laughs> yeah, not committing. <laughs> Pannier. Pannier. I took French in high school, so that's how I thought of it, yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to find out. If everybody knows what you're talking about, then you can say it pannier, pannier, pannois. <laughs> no, I don't say that word. I don't say it in public. I don't say it to people. I don't say it anywhere. I'm going to go with pannier. Okay. I've said it that way for a long time, so I hope that's right-ish. Pannier. 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 Oh, pannier. Pannier. Are you sure? I'm not sure now that you're asking me if I'm sure. <laughs> pannier. Pannier. Are you sure? I'm sure. 100%. 100%. Paneer. Paneer. Are you sure? Paneer. Do you say another word in, in yeah. place of this word? Uh, n n no. <laughs> no, I avoid, I avoid any, any of the slightest um, suggestion of that word. Yeah, no. We got rid of them in the shop. We no longer uh, acknowledge their existence. I don't say that word. I don't even know the word. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Now, where do I have to place myself regionally in the United States? I say pannier. So My favorite alternate pronunciation is pannier, pannier. which would be New England. Pannier. Pannier. Pannier? No, I, I'm not, I don't want to pressure <laughs> you. Get it right. Pannier. That's your final answer. Final answer. I think it's going to be a pannier. You're going to go with pannier? I'm going to go with pannier. Okay, pannier. So without further ado, let's learn how this word is actually pronounced. So it sounds like I got lucky. No, not only do you deal with words, but uh, you also ride bikes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when we uh, we toured England as a family. It was like a family vacation. It was the best thing ever. Uh, 1984, um, five or six weeks all around. If it's a small country, like European countries often are, it's just a wonderful way to see another country. And uh, But of course, we had on that uh, trip. I still have them, by the way. <laughs> Nice. You're really familiar with the, the word that I'm trying to have you help me, uh, you know, give kind of the uh, conclusive pronunciation, if you will. But before we get into, you know, the, the history and how to pronounce it, um, you came back from a conference. Was that just 
just a was that a dictionary conference or like a word <laughs> conference <laughs> yeah uh, well I, I do a lot of uh, conferences I speak at a lot of conferences this particular one last week um, and it's funny it has a bicycling connection because it was on the campus of Indiana University which is where breaking away took right. place <laughs> this was the dictionary society of North America so I imagine that a conference like that um, you know everyone uh, has a mastery of words and pronunciation. I'm curious, is there like a code of ethics amongst dictionary or linguists about, you know, the the act of correcting pronunciation in public? <laughs> You know, that's a good question. I've never I've never heard that. You know what? All the the lexicog first of all, lexicography is a very small profession. I don't know if there's a real code of ethics. I will say this, that it's just bad manners to correct somebody. <laughs> okay. um, and and also as a lexicographer, we actually have developed a different reflex, which is if I hear someone say a word that I recognize, but in a way that I don't use myself, I will simply say, huh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, that's interesting. <laughs> what does that mean? It might mean that it's a word, for example, that the person has read frequently, but not heard frequently. And that's, that's one good, you know, point. Right. Um, and uh, it could be that the person um, it ha has grown up speaking another language um, and is unfamiliar with the, the stress patterns of English, for example. Um, and so this, in other words, I'm taking data with that kind of information. So I would just say, huh, you're one of the people that says it this way, right. um, as opposed to any Anything else? So no, the reflex to correct is absolutely the wrong reflex for a ling for a linguist. Okay, you know I've I've had to I've literally had to to ban people on my YouTube channel because they get so combative uh, with with how or really passionate about how this you know the word that we're going to talk about is pronounced. Do you know if there's any been any like cases of war uh, wars or crimes caused by myths? This pronunciation language is often referred to as something that brings us together. It allows me to communicate with people around the world in this way, and it's absolutely true, and it's rich, and it's beautiful. Uh, but the, it's equally true that language separates us. There's the biblical story of the shibboleth, um, where that word was the kind of password uh, to enter one region and leave another. And if you pronounced it a certain way, you could pass. If you pronounced it a different way, you were killed. Huh. <laughs> so, I mean, so, so that's a very significant right. uh, pronunciation issue. So let's jump into uh, the word of the day. Uh, how, how does one pronounce, I mean, I'm going to pronounce it Pena just because that's what I understand it to be, but can you maybe give a little bit of the history of the word and how it gets misinterpreted sometimes? Sure. I mean, first of all, you know, Pena is a fascinating word. Um, the, the pan of pannier, the P-A-N part, that comes from the word bread, you know, and, and, and in French today, pain, P-A-I-N, the modern French word is bread. Um, think it's the root of a couple of other words. Think of like companion. Companion is the person you share your bread with, uh, yeah. right? The, the come is with. Mm -hmm. And the pan is bread, so so companion means to share the bread, which is which is a kind of a beautiful sort of story, <laughs> um, and so pannier comes from and originally meant basket, uh, obviously, so something to put the bread in. Um, and uh, this goes back to the 13th century. This is an old word in English, um, which is why we pronounce it pannier, uh, and, and that is to say with English phonetics. We only give in our dictionaries two phonetic um, transcriptions. Um, they're very similar if you listen carefully, pannier and pannier. We have that slightly, um, that we, we do give that, that mid-vowel um, as, a, as a variant. Pannier and pannier, they're almost the same sound. And um, the reason we don't give the, the French, so in French it would be pannier, 
Um, but the reason we don't give the French phonetics is that in, in this case, this word was borrowed so long ago that it's become fully anglicized, that um, this is a word that as long as we've been recording English has been pronounced in the English way. It's also important to remember that in the 13th century, both French and English sounded different huh. than they do today. So this word has evolved with the language through the centuries. And, and, and that's kind of an interesting point because French is a language that we borrow from still um, today. And so if you were to take a modern French borrowing thing, I mean, a modern French borrowing, even uh, th then you would get these variants. So for example, a word like V-A-L-E-T, which we could pronounce valet or valet. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and if you ever watched Downton Abbey, they, were, they said valet. Um, and sometimes I feel like in, Brit in British English, often they anglicize a little bit more than we do in American English. Um, uh, and then that's just an impression I have. But the point is, those are two completely valid pronunciations of that word, which came into English much more recently. The more recent the borrowing, the more likely the spelling will be the original language spelling. So a word, uh, a recent borrowing, and here's a good example, Peloton. So this is a word that you know. Um, this is a word that you know from bicycling. And um, here's the thing. This is a word that was borrowed twice in English. Hmm. Back around 1700, it was borrowed from French to mean a group of soldiers. And that group of soldiers, the French word was pelton, and it came into English and it was sort of mangled in the translation. It came into the language as platoon. Hmm. And so platoon is a word we still know as a group of soldiers. Right. And then cut to almost 300 years later, um, the 1930s, so right when this kind of awareness of the Tour de France and other things are, 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 are becoming international, the word was borrowed again into English to mean specifically a group of riders. Mm -hmm. So we have the word peloton in English, um, meaning a group of bicycle riders, and the word platoon in English, meaning a group of soldiers. They are both traced back to one French word, which simply meant a group of men. Right. You know, <laughs> um, and so what's interesting to me is that we have this this uh, this notion of borrowing. We say, and by the way, linguists always say we borrow words, but it's we never give them back. You know, so <laughs> it, it, that, that's just the official term. Now, pannier we entered in the dictionary, um, meaning basket. Uh, originally bread basket, uh, something to carry food in. Second definition, um, a basket or two baskets hung on the sides of a mule. Mm -hmm. So, um, and now you can already see that's the origin of the bicycle term right, right there. Weirdly enough, and by coincidence, Peloton and Pannier in the bicycle sense, both date to the late 1930s. So you're bilingual, you speak French, uh, you also help edit the, the English French dictionary. And we just went to the books, uh, the, the French dictionaries. And what did we find about, I guess, the, the contemporary um, definition of pan pannier and what would be more bike appropriate? Right. Panier in French, as we said, is the generic word for basket. Um, it's also used for colander. Um, it's the word for basket on a basketball hoop. Um, uh, basketball, uh, we would say basketball net. Um, but the, it does seem that the word for satchel or bag um, is the word for saddlebag as well, which is the word that they use, which is sacoche. And that makes, you know, that makes good sense to me uh, because panier, it, would, it could possibly become a little confusing if you use the generic term basket meaning this this specific thing i mean you know words have multiple meanings that's it's perfectly possible but it doesn't surprise me that in french <laughs> they would just say sacoche to mean pannier yeah yeah i've had some commenters in from england you know is there a different british english pronunciation of of a pannier and you know if that's the case you know 
like who is there a right is there a right or a wrong a right or a wrong <laughs> um you know i'm i'm not aware we did look in british dictionaries and we, and we can say that even the oxford english dictionary only gives pannier or pannier um and so the only distinction or variation i could amount uh, account for would be accent regional accent variation okay. and it is true that um a lot of british dialects like some american ones are non-rhotic which means they do not pronounce their r's so, for example, I'm from Boston. You might say "park the car" in Harvard Yard, um, and a lot of the received pronunciation, the traditional accent in 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 um, sort of what's referred to as sort of standard English, sometimes in Britain, um, is would be also without an R. So it might be "panya." Panya. But it would come out more as an "uh." You know, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be an it wouldn't be a hard American R, mm -hmm. um, but it also wouldn't be the French "a." Okay. All these dictionaries, including British ones, nobody recognizes the French phonetics for this word in English. And I think that's, a, that's an important point. Cool. All right. We'll, we'll wrap this up. So the, the conclusive uh, pronunciation of the word is? <laughs> Pannier. So I want to give a big thanks to Peter at Merriam-Webster for taking the time uh, to make this video. I also want to thank you guys for being just really engaged in the channel. So to kind of wrap things up, uh, what I learned in the process is that it's typically bad manners to correct a person's pronunciation in public, that there can be things that you may feel is the truth, but when you dig down a little bit deeper, it's actually more complicated. I also learned that language is a living thing, constantly changing, and that's part of the beauty of it. And lastly, the way you pronounce a word is pannier.